Hi, everybody, and this is Marnie, and welcome to the Golden Thread Podcast. I'm really excited. It's the summer season of 2023, and I have a beautiful Wahine here who reached out to me. I'm very excited to introduce Hannah Kaplan. Kaplan? Kaplan. Okay. I got to make sure I get her name right. Um, Who's on the Big Island and who is an artist and a creative empath, I would say in her own right, inviting her to this podcast to talk about her story and where she is right now on her journey as an embodied female who is doing her work out in the world and the challenges that she might be facing as being a creative artist, as well as some solutions that she has um, for other people out there who might be on a similar journey of like, how do you step into this power and what are some of the things that, that she has done in order to empower her voice, empower her creative expression, empower opportunities for herself. And so please welcome Hannah and thank you so much, love, for tuning in today and for reaching out to me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm excited too. So let's go, let's go right into it. So let's, let's hear about your story and um, how this all started. From the beginning? <laughs> yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, wherever you feel like, where, who you are, where you're from. Okay, so um, I was, I grew up in uh, Kapolena Orchards, which is towards YPO Valley, uh, outside of Honoka on the big island of Hawaii. Um, and I was raised like kind of on a commune and like a permaculture farm. Um, and, you know, I was raised with like a lot of community and a lot of love and also a lot of like um, dogmatic kind of structure as well. So it kind of gave me like, I would say the heights and depths of um, what it means to exist in a group, Um, like the wonderful things and the terrible things about having a large family and existing as an individual inside a group. Mm-hmm. Um, I was old, grew up completely off grid, um, and then um, I left when I was 21 because I wanted to pursue music and I wanted to pursue my creative path. And um, unfortunately, that did mean like having to sever ties with like a lot of family members who thought that that was not the right move. Um, mm. How did create closeness with certain other members of the family who had kind of gone on the same path as me so there were a lot of blessings as well as a lot of uh challenges inherent in that experience um and so I left and went to New York City where my husband is from we had met each other um a few years before uh, because he had been hitchhiking on the side of the road and my dad picked him up (laughs) and like the farm I grew up on and so we met each other that way and uh yeah, so we went to New York and I played music in Central Park every day for a long time and or not, not a super long time, but a couple months straight, like every day. Um, and then we lived in Kauai in New Zealand for a year, uh, six months each. And then we came back to the Big Island because we were both starting to feel like we wanted to create uh, some stability for ourselves and um, work on our careers from a more grounded place Um, and that was in 2015 I believe and 
yeah, so now we're here. He's a teacher at Kanaoka Aina in Waimea, and I play music and I offer coaching. Um, yeah, there was a lot that, uh, a lot of fallout um, emotionally and mentally that I had to deal with from the excommunication with my family. And I feel like that is really the seed of where my desire to help people through uh, whatever difficulties they're going through, that really, that's really where that came from, from my own struggles to deal with the difficulties in my own life. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful journey. I mean, I think if we go back and I'm listening to you speak and Thank you for sharing all of that. It's like the opportunity you had to grow up in Hawaii, like you said, in a very, very um, isolated and insulated kind of experience, but also like it kept so much purity in, as to who you are. And I do feel there are so many groups of maybe that generation of parents who wanted to give their children like the best opportunity they could of, of knowing what the world is going through right now. And we're going through a tremendous amount of change right now. You know, we're definitely, they say, you know, in the Kali Yuga, we are in the darkness right now. And so there is this opportunity to either have your children be a part of that or like shelter them for a little bit. And then when they feel strong enough, they can go out and they can do what they need to do in the world. Um, but do you feel like as, as you've come out of it now and you've, you've gone to some, some big places like New York and experienced some of the world and now have kind of come full circle back to the big island, what it was your biggest takeaways of what you learned um, growing up that way? Hmm. Well, I would say um, I had a, a lot of uh, realizations about because my family was really, they wanted to create a utopia. And, and I, I had a lot of realizations about the idea of utopia. And once utopia is kind of codified as utopia, it almost ceases to become that because free <laughs> choice is the way. So mm -hmm. it gave me a lot of like peace as to the way I thought about the world being dark or being damaged, um, it's still, it can still be difficult to see people go through hard things and to watch myself have to go through difficult things. But um, I realized our free choice is so important and they, we couldn't take that away from people. Like even if we wanted to, even if, even if we tried to, we, we couldn't. And I, that gives me a lot of hope. Mm, yeah. And so many, do you think you have a lot of still friends from that time that you're connected with that, that are supporting you in your new life or, um, or is it like they're, they kind of have to stay in that space? Um, it kind of, there are different people who I have different experiences with. Uh, I definitely have many, many, uh, amazing, like Hanai family from that used to come visit us at the time and kind of went through a similar experience that I did with the excommunication. And so they fully understand like how it feels to go through that and how, how it felt for me. And I have so much support um, through that. And I'm, I'm very grateful. Yeah. And I, I mean, I know this, you know, being in the healing world for many years with our dear friend, Koa Kea, she and I graduated Sacred Path Healing School together um, back in 2000 and four, I think it is, or three. Um, 
but you know the realization too that your birth family is different than your spiritual family and a lot of people grow up still with the conditioning of their birth family and then they never really get onto their spiritual journey because they're still locked in the struggle of trying to make their biological family their spiritual family and um so leaving that safety net for you and finding another community um it takes tremendous courage so i really give you like a ton of credit you know that's that's a lot and a lot of people don't even have the courage to kind of like break out of that um and i do feel like of course your parents and other other people who want to create utopias and you know or i mean this even goes deep into the yoga community um you know where and then the guru or the the yoga teacher or somebody has done something horrible and then their whole existence has changed because of it you know the the reality of um the trauma and the abuse but i mean not saying that there was any abuse on your start i'm just saying that the to grow up thinking and being and feeling and being influenced by a certain group of energy and consciousness and then leaving that to go create your own um it does take a lot of a lot of work and it takes a lot of self-awareness and tons of courage, but more importantly, like support. So talk about how you found support, like leaving this energy and going to the next, going to the next phase of your life, which is like growing up and which goes into your offering of the um, Lotus and the mud creative coaching, but (laughs) which I love. Um, But let's talk about like just that instance, you know, before, while the Lotus is like going through the mud, it's like, recognizing that it's in mud it's having self-awareness and it's like okay I want to move to this next phase and I do see this as you probably see in your coaching programs with clients you know is where people are finally noticing where they are on their journey but they're not really sure where they're going yet um, which is the journey but um, for you how what were your what was the skill set that you used to help you um you know, imbued things of like trust and courage and all of that. I think something that really helped me was understanding the type of energy that I wanted to be putting out into the world and the kind of person that I saw as being a valuable addition to the world and just really trying to um, have enough compassion for myself and enough um, love for myself and for the world that I would motivate myself to kind of express the most positive traits that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, saying I succeed at it all the time because I definitely <laughs> don't, but um, I think just like that vision of like, what do I want to be putting my energy towards in the world? What do I want to be creating? Um, and just really like having this, the self-love to know that I deserve to embody the best things that I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who was the first representation of that for you? Oh, there was this woman um, when I was probably eight to 10 years old. She was a friend of the family she would come over and she was just so like kind and open-hearted and creative and uh, always took the time to sit down with the kids and like make us feel like we were important 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that just really left a mark in me, like realizing that someone could be that person for me and I could possibly be that person for someone else now that I'm empowered enough in myself to have things to offer, if that makes sense. <laughs> and look how beautiful that is that started. Like, I mean, that seed was planted like when you were eight years old. Like, and I, I agree with you. Like, there's so much influence on us all the time and we don't even recognize it until we come full circle in a moment of awareness and we're like oh my gosh this actually started for me a long time ago and I've been on this journey and it's been incredible but like you said now I have an opportunity to give back and I think this part of the dharmic wheel and seva or karma yoga where we're giving selfless service and our living our truest authentic self is the opportunity that we have right now um, in the age of Aquarius is to really like be here and make a difference. Um, but we have to unravel all parts of our story before we even get there. And so parts of your story is going to really hit home with a certain group of people. And so the more that we tell our story, the more that we connect and we realize that we're not alone also in this world, trying to figure this all out ourselves. And so one of your tools that you, that you have been doing is through your voice. And so can you tell me a little bit more about your musical artistry? Absolutely. So um, I started singing at like a very, very young age. Like as soon as I was talking, I was singing. Mm-hmm. And um, I fell in love with uh, like 1930s and 40s jazz singers, like uh, loved Judy Garland and the Wizard of Oz, not quite jazz, but uh, these vintage like voices that I just fell in love with at a very young age. And then later on, it was uh, Billie Holiday and uh, Lena Horne, Sarah Vaughan, and uh, all of these very classic jazz artists. Um, And I just found so much like solace and freedom in writing down how I felt. I started writing poetry and songs probably seven, eight years old. And um, just to be able to, in such a high conflict environment where if I were to speak, it wasn't necessarily gonna be heard. But when I was able to sing, I was able to create like just an uplifted kind of um, safe space for everybody in um, in my family situation and it was something I really felt like I could offer I suppose like it was like my offering to them because there was so little peace and uh, just to be able to create a, an environment where everybody could feel a little bit of peace and also to be able to express the way that I felt mm-hmm. beautiful and I do agree with you. I, I know as a sound healer, like sound is the, they call it the nod, right? Um, in yogic terms, but in Vedic, but it's like the opportunity to witness how the sound and the current and the vibration of sound can change an entire room. It's so incredibly powerful. Uh, and I feel like for women in particular, as we go through this time right now, the voice, being able to speak your truth, being able to express yourself through the throat chakra, 
I mean, but really like being able to just feel your body and like connect and even if it's humming, you know, some of my joyous times are like just sitting in Kirtan, like chanting for hours, you know, you just go into a whole different reality. Um, and it is extremely blissful and very, very healing. Uh, so where was the biggest maybe expressions of like where you felt divine love while you were singing or where you just realized like, wow, I am, I am really channeling something other than myself here. Um, maybe it was in central park in New York, like you were saying, or is it usually when you're singing to a group or is it all the time or one-on-one or in a, with a client? Honestly, I love singing any and all times. I sing every day at home in my car, but I think the most powerful moments have been when I've been able to share my music with a group, especially singing jazz music um, with people who also have the same love for the same artists that I fell in love with as well. And like just being able to share this like space with people who are looking for the type of experience that I'm able to provide. Like there's something so fulfilling about that, like realizing that exactly what this group of people wants to experience, I'm able to help facilitate. And that is just, it's so amazing. And I'm so grateful to be able to do it. Yeah, very blessed, my dear. Yeah, really blessed to be able to share that with the world. And we need more of it. We definitely need more of it. And we need more of your generation also stepping into, you know, their their divine power of how they can be a creative artist on this earth and be um, seen and recognized and heard and supported. And where do you go? Like, how do you function right now as a creative artist trying to share your gifts or your expression with the world? How do you do it so others can learn from you? Hmm. Well, I feel like I have to really focus on self-care as well as self-expression because there was a time when I felt like everything I had, I was giving away. And I realized how unsustainable that felt and how I had to fill myself up and in order to be of use of like to bring anyone any upliftment I had to be moving from that space myself and I had to stop giving every last thing I had away (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's good And then once you figured out how, so how do you do that? How do you, how do you maintain your energy? Honestly, dance has been a really amazing thing. I started studying dance uh, three years ago at Prince Dance Institute in Waimea. Mm -hmm. And it helps me like stay in my own energy. It helps me transmute stuck energy. Uh, It helps me connect with my body and myself. It's something that's healthy for my body as well as another venue of expression mm-hmm. um so when i'm blocked musically i'll just go dance it out and it is so incredible it just <laughs> and it's brought me into my performer self even more like the comfort <laughs> yeah. and 
comfortability in my own body and my own expression. I think I went to a dance class with Kauakea at the Green Church in Waimea. Oh, yeah. I think I remember her talking about that, like an ecstatic dance or something. Yeah, we went to it like, God, it's like a decade ago. But I mean, it was, I love that space and it's so much fun. And I, I do agree with you. I feel like as as women, we need to have these spaces to express and explore. And a lot of times it is a little intimidating, I will say, right? Either you're going to be in a studio or in a school or in a class and you kind of show up and you clunk your way through it, you know, or it's going to be like in a bar or at a themed, you know, event or something like that. But just to have the space to 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 move into that creative expression, I think is really sacred. And it's going to get more and more sacred, you know, to find those spaces. And so um, wherever you can find it, whoever's listening out there, and if you need to go to like, you know, a dance class tonight or a static dance or something, just go do it because it really will shift your energy so much. And I know for me, in my Kundalini session that I do, I just get people to stand up and just jump around a little bit, you know, get the vagus nerve system to kind of shake it out or to bring it in um, so that they can cultivate, you know, their prana really in a healthy way. So what else do you do besides dance that really helps you to keep your instrument like fine-tuned? Well, this is gonna seem the be very um outside of the traditional like spiritual framework, but I take medication, which is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Helps stay in my own energy and not be so affected by my triggers. And it's been something it's been a journey but it's been something that has actually been very beneficial therapy and medication uh can't say enough good things that's good that's good and i mean i think this is something we we all need to talk about you know in the and especially in the healing community as we go maybe more towards eastern philosophy and complementary therapies and modalities but also recognizing the importance of western medicine because we we are in between that right now you know and some people it works really well to like go off everything and some people not and i've seen that happen so it's a journey you know we're not giving any medical advice here but you know for hannah it worked really well and i think that listen to your own yeah listen to your own doctors but also explore like complementary things like dancing and and other things that to help the creative energy of the kundalini to come up and out in a healthy way um tell me some other things that might be like helpful that you've used i would say journaling writing songs and poetry has been very very beneficial um getting massage has has been amazing um expressing myself through makeup and fashion has actually been a very healing tool for me because it sends me the message that i deserve to be taken care of and treated as though i am a thing of beauty <laughs> and i'd say spending time at the beach and in nature spending time with people that i love uh, really helps to recharge my energy all healthy expressions and I love it. And it does take a lot, right. To keep your mental health, like in check and, and then to even be in a space to create, you know, we first have to like feel safe and grounded and then move into our second chakra and be creative. But a lot of women like don't even get to that first state, you know, of even feeling safe, safe in their body or 
and safe in their emotional body um, and their mental body and dealing with all of the challenges that life brings. But let's talk about your new program that you're going to be launching and offering, which I was mentioning to Hannah. I was like, oh my God, my whole thing is about the Lotus. And I'm dreaming of having a big Lotus like tattoo on my back one day. I was almost this close to doing it in Bali, but I was like, it didn't come in through. So I was like, I'm going to wait. But she has a new offering that's going to be called Lotus in the Mud Creative Coaching. And so I'm going to let her talk about it a little bit and um, what it entails and the parts of the program and how to get a hold of her and things like that. All right. So I was inspired to create this coaching program after working with a coach myself who after discussing like some of similar things that we've discussed today, um, she really encouraged me like, what if you started offering coaching? And I have really reflected on that and thought about how some of my most connected times have been being an emotional support person for somebody that I cared about in my life. And I realized I called it coaching. I didn't call it anything. And I kind of didn't really think of it as something to value and then I realized hey like this woman she really held a lot of space for me and provided a lot of value in my life Mm -hmm. so do that and um so really it's not a substitute for therapy it's not something where we go digging into anything in the past that isn't like manifesting itself in the present Mm -hmm. but we basically try to identify what your blocks are and try to strategize practical solutions so that we can see where we're holding ourselves back. Because a lot of times, even if we're like a super insightful person, um, having another party perspective, like an outside observer can Mm -hmm. really help in providing a reflection for us, as well as kind of getting us out of the neural pathways that have been built and reinforced over time. Um, So basically, I'm just an emotional support person. Like, that's how I see it. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody to help you strategize solutions or just hold space for you if you need. At this point, I am just offering my services on a sliding scale. So Mm -hmm. however much that person feels that they are able to invest in themselves Mm -hmm. that's what they can invest and we move from there so I kind of meet them in kind okay that way it's to the individual Mm -hmm. mostly I offer support it can can be email can be zoom can be also in person right and you're on the big island of Hawaii which is awesome. And for, um, for anybody who's listening out there, um, Hannah's available through Instagram, through her Instagram handle, as well as through TikTok. And those are the two, um, social media ways to get a hold of her. Can you repeat your social media handle for us? Yeah. So it's at Kaplan Hannah. Kaplan is spelled K-A-P-L-O-N and then Hannah H-A-N-N-A-H. And that's on TikTok and on Instagram. It's kind yeah. of unusual. I just share like everything on both of my platforms. Like I share my dance, my music, and my coaching because yeah. I want 
to give myself permission as well as to give other people permission that they can be a full human being. They don't have to section <laughs> parts of their life and make them separate things. Yeah, it's definitely where we're where we are going now. You know, I think that we um, with this age of Aquarius, it's all about technology. So you know, it's community and technology and consciousness and being a forward thinker and um, it's all about freedom. And so the ability to have these platforms to be free in our creative expression of self and build a community is really, it's like a total product of what's happening right now. And um, I know that people are going to resonate with your story and find ways to connect with you so that they can learn to empower themselves and go into whatever it might be. What are some of the biggest things that you've that you see with um, some of the clients that you work with or any themes that are coming up? I would say disempowerment will be a big theme that I see. Uh, like people, they kind of have been through analyzing their problem over and over and they still don't have that last insight sort of to be able to propel them into the positive change that they're going to make so like they might have a lot of cognitive awareness or a lot of like intellectual understanding of the problem but it's like it's not connected into their body yet or it's not connected into an empowered action yet and that's I, I notice that's most of the time mm. when my yeah they're they're still in their story yes yeah that's a big theme. And I mean, I'm, I think we're really grateful to have all the help out there for all the Wahines and all the women who are supporting each other and helping each other to break free of the false beliefs or the struggles or the karmic cycles. We definitely need you. And so I really want to thank you for stepping up and sharing your story and sharing how you've, you're here to support humanity and to be a voice of change out there, wherever you, and whoever's listening out there, wherever you might be like resonating with Hannah's story, like it's, it's happening. And because I do this work, it's, there's definitely a rise of, of feminine, you know, feminine empowerment, but more importantly, like the opportunity to connect with, with women, your age, or even be inspired by women who have been there before, like, there are opportunities. There is a community out there. You don't have to do it alone. Um, so listen to her story. And if there's any part of you that is resonating with, with it on any level, and it might be emotional, it might be like, whoa, I just had a flashback or anything in the subconscious that's coming up for you. Like, please follow her and follow her on TikTok and follow her on Instagram and reach out and ask her about her creative coaching um, offering Lotus in the Mud. And just start that, you know, even if it's just like, you're just going to be curious to just follow her story and listen to what she has to say. And usually like, it's really about the ability to connect with the energy of the person. So, um, but you got to start somewhere, right? Um, is there anything else you want to say, Han, before we head off today? Just thank you so much for allowing me to have this platform, allowing me to speak about my experiences and to share what I'm creating. It really means a lot to me. And I am so grateful to be able to share uh, with everyone that listens to the podcast. 
Oh, we're so happy that you're here. I'm like speaking on behalf of my spiritual council. I'm like, we're so happy. <laughs> but <laughs> but you just did a concert too, didn't you? Because I was watching your story. Didn't you just have a concert somewhere? Uh, let's see, did I? I probably, yes, I did. I uh, was doing a benefit concert for this program called Ohana Va'alalima. And basically it's uh, creating a paddling hui. Do you know what a, a like paddling, like canoe paddling, um, hui for disabled adults. So uh-huh. basically like not the, com- it's kind of, I think there's competitive aspects to it, but um, yeah, that was really cool uh, to be able to raise funds for for that because mm-hmm. there's like the whole able-bodied hui, my husband's part of it. And then there's the, this whole other like avenue of opportunity that is allowing people to paddle that wouldn't usually get to. So and great. I'm so excited. It's great. That's so great. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody deserves to be near the water or in the water if they can. You know. I just lost my thought. Shucks. Um, okay. So I want to just say thank you for showing up once again and for sharing your story is, oh, I know, is there, do you have any music that we can share with the groups or can people follow you or find your music somewhere? Yes, you can find my music on YouTube and Spotify. YouTube, I have more variety of music, but Spotify, I have like professionally produced. I have two singles and then a live version. Uh, So yeah, if you go check out Hannah Kaplan on Spotify or YouTube, you can listen to your heart's content. (laughs) Lovely. And I'll put all those in the bio too, just so you guys have that easily accessible. So I'll put her Spotify and Instagram and YouTube and TikTok on there. But um, congratulations on getting to this part of your journey and being in a space of sharing your empowered self. Um, I really, really appreciate your time. And I can't wait to meet you in person, maybe on the Big Island at the end of the year. That would be amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. And I'll talk to you all. And thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned for more episodes on the Golden Thread Podcast. This, This is Marnie. Aloha.